This is episode 98 of Bella in Your Business. Welcome to Bella in Your Business, where Bella will discuss anything and everything about your pet sitting business to help you land on target. So get ready. Bella's got your shoot. Let's jump. Welcome to Bella in Your Business. My name is Bella Vasta, and today I'm joined with Bree Seely. I want to explain to you guys that we sought out someone like Bree Seely because we have this incredible jump mastermind, and a lot of people are really fighting their inner self or their inner being, and they're really questioning, you know, can I do this, and can I build the business the way I want, and am I good enough, and all of these psychological demons that we battle with, myself included, you know, we're, none of us are immune to it. And I don't feel like we talk about this enough in general in business, let alone on this podcast. So I've invited Bree Seely on. She's a born catalyst and natural truth teller with a history in counseling, psychology, and entrepreneurship. So she's got the whole background to really help us burst open this topic Despite her two degrees in fashion design, she unknowingly was taken down a path of healing and transforming lives through a series of accidents and coincidences and divine guidance. She combines personal experience, psychological concepts, and universal laws with over a decade of coaching and counseling expertise to support people in turning the lives of should into the lives of becoming their future selves of today. She's also been featured on a lot of places like the Today Show, (laughs) Thrive Global, Online Medium, The New Day, Northwest, PBS, and Huffington Post. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Brie. Thank you. And I also want to say myself included too, right? Like, so everything that I'm about to share with you is still stuff that I struggle with on a daily basis as well. Like you mentioned, I don't think any of us are immune to this whole like being human thing. (laughs) (laughs) No kidding. And you know, I think it's really important to actually acknowledge that we are all human and there are humans running our businesses. So Brie, in the world of pet sitting and dog walking, we naturally lead from the heart. We're natural caregivers, right? So that means that we naturally a lot of us, there's a big trend in our industry, they're caregivers that they don't take care of themselves. They take care of others first. We have a lot of Facebook groups online. That's how a lot of people actually do congregate these days, which is good, but it's also bad because you don't have that human interaction. So what I've done is I've actually created this mastermind group. We've got about 50 people in there. And what inspired me to reach out to you is because, you know, one day we just had this breakthrough in there and one person got on very bravely, very vulnerable and was crying on video to our group because she felt safe. She said, guys, I'm not okay. And we told her it's okay not to be okay, but it's not okay not to talk about it with someone that you feel comfortable with. And we see this actually, it's called compassion fatigue in our industry. Well, it's out there, but you see it a lot in our industry with pet sitters and veterinarians, but we don't talk too much about how we feel. And I think it's really important to remember that the person running a business is actually a human. I myself have dealt with PTSD, anxiety, and depression. And I talk about it because I had a baby born at 12 ounces and I went through my whole thing and EMDR therapy. I believe it's really important to talk. So Today, that's why I want to just bring in all of your knowledge and guidance. So acknowledging that someone is actually a human being in their business, just acknowledging it. How can we use this to our positive and not to our detriment? Because we feel like we're just business machines all the time, right? Yeah, I like to combine 
both aspects of it because, so I look at when I had a day job and I felt like I was operating my life with a light switch and, you know, I would be turned on as an employee in this moment. And then I would turn that off and I would turn on, you know, I was running a business on the side and I would turn that on and then I would turn that off and then I'd be at home and I'd turn myself on and turn myself off. And it created so much disconnection within myself. And in any moment too, I was like, wait, what, how am I wearing? Am I saying I'm a fashion designer? Am I saying I'm a counselor? Am I like, where am I? It was just so stressful that I just finally had to like kind of throw my hands up and be like, I can't be disconnected. I can't be jumping from box to box to box and turning different parts of myself on and off. And so I really started diving into what does this idea of like holistic living look like? Because in any moment, I'm a daughter, I'm a sister, I'm a coach, but I'm also a healer. And I also have my own things. Like I've been exploring joy a lot more recently. So how do I bring joy into all of those other aspects of my life, including being a business owner? Because at the end of the day, if we're not allowing ourselves to experience joy as entrepreneurs, why are we doing it? Right? Like most of us, I came from nine to five. I didn't have joy there. So why am I in a business that I'm running, I have control over that I'm not being joyful in. And for me, it's not an either or conversation. And I'm constantly exploring this idea of both and how can I be an entrepreneur and be in joy? How can I be an entrepreneur and be in my humanity? Because at the end of the day, especially service providers, caregivers, all of these things, that's why we do it. We have businesses that were created from the heart. So turning off your heart and not allowing yourself to be human in a caregiving occupation or business is like counterintuitive. Or vice versa, only turning it on for the work and then turning it off for those you love or even yourself, right? Like use that love for yourself and those that you, I I love that light switch analogy. I've never heard it that way. That is profound to me. A lot of people might not know my real name is Danielle, but my nickname is Daniela Bella and I started my company. So I'm known as Bella and it's because of that nickname and you're blessing me right now because I often find like, I'm like, all right, I got to turn Bella on and then Bella turns off and it's like, Danielle is tired. (laughs) (laughs) So you're talking about this light switch and I'm like, I totally, you're speaking to me. I get this, but I can see how our audience might feel this way too. We pick up that phone and we turn into this, thank you for calling XYZ Vetsitting Company. As soon as we put that phone down or the email down, we're like, oh. So that's a novel concept, Brie, about it's an and, it's not an or. And continuing to operate in that like kind of push-pull is exhausting and it's going to burn you out, which is why I'm like, how can I maintain my wholeness and all of the parts of me in everything I do? Even when I'm showing up on the couch, like watching Criminal Minds, like, you know, this has been something I've been playing with is like, how can I be in my greatness and my wholeness, whether I'm being interviewed, whether I'm at yoga, whether I'm watching Criminal Minds, like, what does that feel like to me? And so it's been something I've been consciously sitting with, especially as I'm sitting down, like watching Netflix. I'm like, am I doing this because I'm trying to numb out? What is my energy in this moment? And how can I give myself permission to be whole in every moment of my life? That's profound. Like, I really, really enjoy this. This is really cool. How have you been able to be yourself watching Criminal Minds? What does that look like? 
it's a process still. This is definitely like this conversation of greatness. So one thing I have a coach as well, right? So sure. I'm by no means have arrived or any, <laughs> I don't think any know. of us really have. Well, we have an idea that we'd like to, but you know, <laughs> so I just started working with a coach about two weeks ago. And so it's been a really conscious practice of like me taking a pause to give myself an hour of Netflix doesn't mean that I'm abandoning my greatness. Uh-huh. And so for me, it's just a consciousness of like, okay, as I'm watching this, what is my energy like? Where are my thoughts at? How am I showing up in this moment? Because I used to watch Netflix as an escapism and I would like shut down and I would turn off. That's the exact and- word I was just thinking of when you were saying that. And I see what you're saying. Like that's powerful because you're like, oh, I do it on uh, Housewives. I love Bravo and the Housewives. I'm like, I'm going to go escape and watch them freak out. Be all full of drama. But I guess it's being conscious of that and realizing It's not escaping, it's finding joy in it, if that's what you find joy in, right? And for me too, so I'm a total cat lady. Like Uh that's my, I love love pets. So it was a good synergy that I'm on here. So a lot of times too, that's my opportunity to be with my kitties and they're like, oh my God, she's sitting still. And they like both flock to me. And so if I find myself numbing out or checking out or escaping, then I'm also missing those moments. And my girls are turning 12 this year, right? So I'm getting aware that I only have a few more years left with them. And so I'm like, if I'm escaping in this moment, then I'm actually missing out on like really being present and enjoying the time that I have with these two little furry souls. Uh-huh. So that's beautiful. It's brought me a few different layers and I do my best to when I'm doing, cause I used to put it on and then also get on my phone as well, which was like an added layer of escapism. Sure. Sure. And I've been doing a lot about like turning my phone on airplane mode or putting it across the room so that if I'm doing something, I'm actively engaged in that thing and not just totally gone. Yes. That's such a good point. The phone, just the phone having boundaries with that and putting it, you know, on the other side of the room or whatnot. I like that. All right. So it's kind of a nice baby step or parlay to understand how we can enjoy our normal activities that we do enjoy as an enjoyment, not an escape. How can we also do that with our business? How can we use that mindset with our business? Yeah, because let's be honest, there are a lot of things in our businesses that we don't want to do, that we don't like to do. Hashtag taxes. (laughs) And it's contradictory because we also started our business because we wanted to do it, right? (laughs) Yeah. And the thing that I've really played with, and this was something that was invited to me when I still had my day job, was the more that you can, so in terms of law of attraction, right, like attracts like. So the energy at which you're existing in, the emotions and feelings that you're existing in is what's going to attract things outside of you to come into your sphere as well. So like when I had my day job and I was turning myself on and off and I hated it, I was existing in this energetic state of hate and I was just upset and angry all the time. And being in that energetic vibration, even if it's only during six to eight hours of your day, it's still permeating different aspects of your life. And so for me, it was about how do I fall in love even with things that I don't enjoy? I just had a decompression call with one of my clients and she said this exact thing. She just quit her job. And for the last, I think she was there for six weeks after she gave her notice six weeks after we finished working together. And she said that she just fell in love with exactly where she was in the moment, even though she didn't like it, 
she allowed herself to fall in love with it because being in that state, being in that energy of love, her business has opened up and expanded and she's thriving in it more in the last like two weeks. Actually, I think this week was her first full week of being an entrepreneur than she ever thought was possible because she allowed herself to go there. And so it's that transformation of really, okay, I'm not particularly fond of this thing, but how can I be at a place of joy, be at a place of whether it be acceptance or peacefulness with exactly what I'm doing right now in the moment, because I know that being in that state is going to help me attract the other things that I'm wanting in my life. So would you say it's relatable to, you know, finding the joy in every moment? It's okay. Like acknowledging your thoughts, you know, not just letting them run away from you, but what am I feeling right now? Where am I carrying it? What are my tapes in my head saying about this? Do I want that? Do I want to feel about it? Do I want to think bad about it? Or do I want to consciously find the beauty or the joy or the love in what I'm doing? Well, you know what? That client really stressed me out. They lied to me or my employee did something wrong, but I'm going to just hold on to the fact that I'm so happy that I have employees or I have clients or I'm living in a world where I can make money taking care of for pets, really fighting for the control of where you allow your mind and inadvertently it to manifest in your body, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think people have this understanding that our thoughts are, are like rule us or that we don't have control. We don't have the ability to actually change our thoughts. And we do, we absolutely have the power to change our thoughts. Now I will say it is not an easy process, especially depending on how old you are. Like usually the programming, the thoughts that we run in our head are things that were picked up probably between the ages of like one and eight. So depending on how old you are, right? Like a lot of the stuff I'm working through right now is stuff that's been in my system. It's been in my brain. It's been programmed into me for 30 years. And so I'm having to go back now and essentially reprogram 30 years worth of stuff. Now, if you walked down the same path every single day, multiple times a day for 30 years, it'd be pretty well worn, right? So you're literally having to, I see it as like, if you're walking through a forest, you're walking down this really well-worn path. These are your thoughts every day, day in, day out. You're thinking all the same things, right? Well, if you want to create a different result, you have to create a new path. But the problem with that path is it's going to be completely overgrown. There's going to be brush. There's going to be ivy. There's going to be probably like stingers and poison and like all these things. And you're going to have to like cut through all of it. It's not a walk in the park. No. And, <laughs> it's a walk you know, through think, the jungle. I think a lot of people look and they're like, oh, well, you know, you've had so much success in your life and all of these things. And so it must be really easy for you. And I'm like, I spend three hours a day minimum doing this stuff. You know, people say when you're cutting down a tree, the actual act of cutting down a tree is about 10% of the actual process. You spend 90% of your process sharpening the ax. Because if you're not sharpening your ax, you're going to cut down that tree with a butter knife and it's going to take you forever and it's not going to (laughs) work. So I spend, like I said, at least minimum three hours a day sharpening my ax. Wow. So tell us some of those techniques that you use to do that. Do you do that through the yoga, through studying, through meditation, through how do you do it? Because there's so many different kinds of mediums, right? And it's not like you're studying and doing the same thing every day. It's you're mindful of it for three hours. Like, 
Tell me what that looks like. So the thing I always recommend for people is there are a bajillion different activities you can do and everyone's going to tell you that it needs to look a certain way and all these things. And, and my invitation always is you need to figure out what works for you. Now that's going to be a process. It's going to take a little time for me. It took, I think at least a year for me to find out what worked and what didn't work. So how many things did you do that did not work, but you were so determined to figure out what worked? So first it took me six months to even start because I read this fantastic book. I know the author, The Miracle Morning, and it was like, you have to do six things. You have to do each thing for 10 minutes. So you have an hour and you have to do all six things equally for 10 minutes. And that's your daily routine. And so I would like set my alarm. And if I laid in bed for three minutes too long, I was like, well, guess I can't do the routine this morning. And so I finally just one morning woke up and was like, I'm just going to give myself permission to start. Mm -hmm. And I sat down and I did a three to five minute meditation. And that was the beginning of my morning routine. So what it's kind of transpired into and what I encourage people to do is really ask themselves, what do I need today? Because some days for me, I do need meditation and journaling and yoga and visualization and affirmations and all of those things. Some mornings I literally need to like color on the floor with my cats for three hours or run a hot bath or like, it just depends on the day. Today I did something that I don't usually do. And I scheduled a phone call before 9am. So every single day is different, but I give myself that space to just be with myself and sharpen my ax, whether that looks like I'm reading a sales book or a spiritual book or journaling or doing a hypnosis or meditating or I mean, gratitude or there are so many different modalities, but you have to figure out what works for you. I love that. So what I'm hearing is that there's no right or wrong way to do it, but the right thing to do is to commit to yourself and that it might not start right away. It's you got to warm up the engine before you can pull out of the driveway. And it might take a while because we're walking through that jungle, getting bit and scratched and poked in the head by branches. Brie, you brought up something really interesting that we've also been talking in the mastermind about because most successful people that I know and I follow They have a very, I don't want to say strict morning routine, but they have a morning routine that they're dedicated to and it might change and it might evolve, but give me your thoughts on starting the day with some sort of a morning routine, a ritual. They're called so many different things. I have a feeling you got some stuff in there for our audience on that. So there's a few different things. I firmly believe that the energy in which you begin something is the energy that persists throughout the creation of that thing. So for me, starting my day, it's like setting an intention, right? Uh And you can wake up every day and just be like, whatever. And the universe is just going to send you whatever. But if you wake up every day with intention and you say, I am committed to being my best self today and I'm going to spend 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes or an hour or three hours, whatever that whatever that looks. Yeah, whatever it is being my best self, then that's the energy that like, you're literally starting your day in that energy. And that's the energy that you're going to be able to carry through the rest of the day. I remember when I had my day job, I would like stay in bed until the last minute, get ready in a hurry, make my breakfast, eat in the car on the way to work, just this frantic, frantic, frantic. And my whole day, my whole life was just this like race. 
and I wasn't grounded. I wasn't connected. I wasn't in tune with my intuition, myself, what I needed, what I wanted, all that stuff. And now it's such just second nature to me. Like my intuition talks to me constantly. I can have a thought and know whether or not it's truth for me. I can have a conversation with someone and know whether or not I want to work with them. Like it's just, again, that sharpening of the ax. I'm so clear and connected with myself, my higher power, the earth, like all of these things that I feel more solid and more grounded, kind of intentional, connected. Yeah. And so that's why I love the morning routine is yeah. it really sets me up for a successful day. And then of course I have other, I have like weekly routines where, you know, end of today, I will sit down and figure out what worked this week and what didn't work this week. And I open up my energy for my following week on Sundays of like, what's my intention for this week? Where's my focus going to be? So I have a lot of rituals that I use just to keep myself on track. But for me, I see things like relationships. So I see my business as essentially like another person, right? Cause it makes it a little more tangible. So me and my business talk, we converse, we have a relationship. In fact, I wrote an apology letter to my business this morning because of how much stress and pressure and expectations I've put on it. And like, if that were me and all that stress and pressure and expectations were put on me as a person, it would break me. And I was like, oh my God, that's what I've been doing to my business. And so I wrote an apology letter this morning to my business being like, I'm sorry that I did this to you. And I promise to be a better partner to you from here on forward. Yeah. I love, uh, there's so much I could, we're at 23 minutes on this podcast and I'm writing notes as we're talking because I'm like, all right, let's talk about surrounding yourself with awesome people. I love what you said about the PM routine to kind of reflect. I love what you said about, you know, you called it setting your energy for the week. I was, I, I put it down as Sunday intentions, you know, it's the difference between letting life take over you or you control it. And I love it. And I experienced that in my own life, Brie, when I came out of my anxiety and depression, something inside of me just said, you know what? I joined this group of ladies and, and I joined this program and I started working out for 30 minutes a day and I did it and that became my routine. But what also happened is when I was working out, like cursing that I was working out, I was getting that anger and energy that I had in me from the hurt and everything that I had gone through. But more so, it actually started evolving. It became my meditation because I was trying to forget that I was working out. And how could I help people that day? What was my message going to be that day? And I would pick up things that the trainer said, even though I would hear her say the same thing every Wednesday. I just started listening differently and thinking, like, what could I bring to my community as a coach, you know? And it just, more so than that, having that routine made me feel empowered, Brie. It made me feel like, yeah, I got a win for the day. The whole day just goes to kaputs. I did that for me and I took care of myself first. And it was amazing the difference that I felt inside of myself because I said, world, you stop for a minute. I'm doing me first. Then everyone else can have a piece of me. And it's powerful, girl. I love having you here. You're inspiring and motivating me. Well, and that too is really, again, operating from that place of wholeness because as service providers and caregivers, like you said, our natural propensity is to turn outward and take care of other people. But if we're empty 
and we're not giving or serving or caretaking from a place of wholeness, we're actually doing our people a disservice. Like I don't want to receive from my coach or my community or whatever from a place of emptiness. Right. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel right. So caring for yourself and putting yourself first and filling up your cup, becoming whole within yourself is actually not selfish. It is being of service to those around you as well. So as we move to the end of the show, which I don't want to do, but I have to, (laughs) because I promised everyone that they could listen to these episodes while they're driving or walking a dog. And by now your pet sit is coming to a close because they're roughly 30 minutes. (laughs) I know that you have a way to help us meet our future self and guide us to that because it's kind of a daunting thing. So can you tell us about that free offer that you have for our listeners? Yeah, I love meditation and I did a future self meditation not too long ago and somehow seeing yourself outside of yourself and seeing the successful, like beautiful version of yourself. It's you, but it's also another person kind of too. It's a completely transformative experience. Everyone that's done it, all my clients just tell me how mind blown they are afterwards and how they start believing more about themselves and what's possible than they did previously because they can see it. And so I have a future self meditation that I give to people and send to people. If you go to meditation.breeseely.com, you can download yourself a copy of the meditation. And for anyone that's interested, if you want to send me what your experience was, I actually really love reading them because every single person has a different experience. They end up in a different place, in a different setting with different answers and things. And it's just so profound. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And for any of you who might be afraid of the word meditation or think meditation doesn't work for me, just remember that there are so many different ways to do this. Like I said, I put myself in a meditation when I was working out, you know, other people, you know, I think the classic, the stereotype, we think we have to have our crisscross applesauce, as I say to my three-year-old, you know, sitting our legs crossed with our fingers touching our thumbs and saying, um, you know, but it's not always like that, you guys. And if you want to pour into yourself, I highly recommend that you just check it out. And right before we go, we are over time, but I have to ask, cause I'm curious and I'm sure my audience is, what was that Today Show appearance all about that you were on? So four years ago, I had started contributing to the Huffington Post, and I wrote this really vulnerable piece about a decision I had made in my life. And it was honestly something my grandmother didn't even know. And so I wrote this piece, and I had like a full panic attack as I hit submit, because I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I was like, hopefully no one will read it. It's fine, whatever. So in 2012, I decided to be sterilized. So I've known for my entire life that I do not want to have children. And so I took action to make that my reality. And I wrote an article about what it's like to be a child-free woman and all of the judgments and expectations that you experience and other people's BS and just all of the things. And I wrote it and it went viral. So not only did my grandmother read it, but like everyone read it. And two days later, the Today Show called me. I was at a Dodgers game with my sister. It was nine o'clock. And I was like, why is someone from New York calling me? It's midnight there. 
and it was the Today Show. And the next day I got brought into the studio and recorded a segment about being child free and what it's like to be a young single woman that's child free. At the time I was 29 when I had the surgery. And so it's going on six years now, but I still face a lot of judgments and talk and dating is interesting. I'm glad that I asked you about that because, you know, I have clients that have no interest in having two-legged children. And that's why they are pet caregivers. You know, that those are the children and that's okay. And you're right. I mean, there is a lot of stereotypical judgment. I have no idea what it's like to walk in your shoes, but I would love it if you could send me that article so I could add it to the show notes in case anyone listening is um, encouraged by what you just said. Three, we're so over time. I'm going to leave you with the last words there. How can people reach out to you? They can find me on my website at briefseely.com. I'm also, I love Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the places. Reach out to me. I love talking to people. I love hearing your experiences with this podcast or the future self meditation and Yeah. Wonderful. Well, thanks again for coming on and spending some time with us. You all, this has been another episode of Bella in your business. If you have enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to share it with your friends. Go ahead and comment and let us know if Bree just blessed your life. And don't forget to subscribe. And when life gets tough, remember to always keep jumping. Thanks for jumping with Bella in your business. For more information, free articles, free coaching sessions, and more, go to jumpconsulting.net. And remember, Bella's got your shoot.